Hot Texas Toast is brought to you by Jerry Seiner Cadillac. Check out the bold new lineup at Jerry Seiner Cadillac. It's definitely not your grandpa's Cadillac. Jazz are up three games to one. Doesn't it feel silly now for all that worrying a week ago? Yeah, we sat here a week ago. I said, I feel no different about their chances of winning the series than as I did before it started when they were down a week ago, 0-1. Donovan missed the game. If they go down 0-2, you can start worrying. But 0-1, they win this series, and it's just a footnote, and nobody really remembers or cares. And that's where we're sitting right now with the Jazz up 3-1. Yeah, to me, the bottom line is Memphis just does not have enough good players. Don't have enough three-point shooting. Don't have enough veteran experience. I don't think they have any three-point shooting, really, to speak of. I mean, Demetrius, his shot is so flat on the three. It kind of looks like he's shot-putting it. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't look smooth. He needs to work on that. I don't really trust any of their guys from three. And obviously they're going to make a few. Jackson yep. had a few, a couple early. But I don't think that's his game. And the Jazz, they've got literally seven guys who can make threes. And that's why they made 17 of them and shot 50%. While the Grizzlies were scuffling along at 29%. Yeah, I saw a stat. The Jazz are outscoring them from three by 87 points through yep. four games. And yeah. That's massive. <laughs> that is. It's huge. Yeah. And it was 21 in that game last night. And the reason why I don't say Jordan Clarkson is back because there's no anything close to guarantee that he'll shoot over 40% from three tomorrow night. But Niang was two for two. Conley was three for four, and Royce and Bogey were three for five. So they're shooting all over the place. Yeah, Royce making shots, major uh, plus for them. Bogdanovich had a three in front of the bench. He missed it. They got the rebound, mm-hmm. and then the ball got back to him, and I was watching my wife, and I said, this one's going in. This is why he's in the league, because he was totally wide open. And Conley actually obviously came up with two big ones there when it looked like they had a little bit of a momentum going uh, for Memphis's way. He comes in the game, changes that. You know, as Donovan was saying last night, he didn't have a big, speaking of Conley, a big statistical impact, but yet his impact on winning was gigantic. Is why you can't go about just raw stats and look at them because the box score for Mike Conley was not overwhelming, but in the timing of the situation, time and score, his two threes there in the steal were huge. And he's a veteran player. And this is, I always felt like when they got him, that looked towards this year as opposed to last year. And then, of course, when everything blew up last year, I, I sort of viewed it as a throwaway at that point. And getting back to normal this year, even though they're not back to normal normal, it's more normal than last year. And so with the second year and the system and all that, uh, and realizing that his drive to the arena is shorter and all that uh, trauma that he had to do instead of a 40-minute drive, he had a 10-minute drive. Did you know, actually, he took a, a, a circuitous right, right route? Got himself time. Yeah. Which led to more stress. No, 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 no. He was, he was trying to lengthen the commute. So he would be in the same... Oh, uh, really? Yeah. Mm, interesting. Yeah. Strategically. I read that in Sports Illustrated. I read the, the cover issue where they try to tell us that if you don't believe in the NBA, you are a loser. And Sports Illustrated has gone woke, that's for sure. And uh, 
So they had a story about Mitchell in there and the jazz and, and talking about Conley and how he had a 40-minute commute from Mem- in Memphis, and here was only 10 minutes. Through his whole, I can imagine, your whole biorhythm's off. Maybe just, if yeah, what are you going to do with that extra 30 minutes? No, no wonder why he was all screwed up. Get a massage. I mean, and you know, and he's a environmentally conscious guy, so you just don't want to drive around and pollute the atmosphere. So good point. And then with gas prices being what they were, no, I don't think that's an impact for an NBA player. They got, they got the walking around money to handle the gas price. Leave that to the working stiff guys like me. Uh, so I felt like his second year was when he was really going to turn it on, and he has. There are people who are still worried. Aaron, I'm still worried. They're going down to the wire too many times against an eight seed. They're the one seed. Many times the offense looks frazzled. I'm hoping this is just a challenging matchup for the Jazz. They haven't gone down to the wire. To me, that's literally down to the end of the game. And with two, three minutes to go, they're they're comfortable. But that that's what I was talking about, where you don't just necessarily view the numerical series three to one and say, oh, that's an easy series. You have to look at the individual games. And Memphis has talent. They just don't have enough of it. But you like what they've got, and their goal is obviously to build upon it and add some more talent. And they should be I, a competitive team. I don't think they uh, – I agree with that. Memphis, they got young talent, add three-point shooting, add some veterans to the mix – and they could be even better next year. And they made a big step forward this year. So the Grizzlies, you can see where they've got to do some of the same things the Jazz had to do two years ago or four years ago. You know, add the shooting, add the vets. But from the Jazz perspective, you know, the, the offense looking frazzled, they're scoring a lot of points. I don't, I don't think the offense looks that frazzled. I mean, it ain't like two or three possessions. But the stops are going to happen. But 120 points, that's their lowest scoring game in the playoffs with Donovan. Three playoff games with Donovan. 120 is the low number. I don't think the offense looks frazzled. One thing that uh, I agree with 100% listening to Donovan speak after the ball game is that there was a couple of times when they got a 10, 12-point lead and then they got careless with the ball and he spoke specifically that cross-court baseball pass that he threw. Like, what are you doing, man? You're not going to get that far away and chuck it that that distance. And If you have to go over four or five players – you're going to be in trouble. So, And I like what he said there. I think they lost a little bit of a mental edge. It seemed like they beat these guys three times. Because <laughs> they got up, and then Memphis came back. Then they took it in the third quarter, started the fourth quarter. They got up, Memphis came back. And then at the end, where it was uh, close enough, they beat him. They took it and extended the lead again. Where the offense looked frazzled was when Donovan was out to start the fourth quarter. That's the point in the game where you can say this stretch wasn't nearly good enough. And Donovan came back and it didn't, the offense didn't get going right away. It had nine points in like eight minutes. So if you want to go to that stretch. I think that was more mental. Right. But they've scored 120, 121, and 141. The offense has been really good. I think you got to give it a little bit of a credit to Memphis. They've got some talent there. So I don't know the Jazz are just going to smoke these guys every time they play. They don't need to. Why? What's what's there to really Because fans about? are more comfortable if they're up by 20. But then <laughs> you don't get anything beyond that. I totally agree. You don't. <laughs> but the fans are more comfortable 
And that's who we're hearing from right now. Yeah, well, I'm a fan who likes competition and excitement. So I'd rather have a close game than a blowout anyway for me because in final analysis, I don't care who wins. But uh, I like competition. And so this series has been giving me some good competition, some great plays, some phenomenal athleticism. And these individual players, uh, some of them have got incredible talent with Mitchell leading the way. I mean, to me, he's, he is the best player out on the floor, certainly from the offensive perspective. Gobert on the other end, obviously. Uh, up 3-1, you know, I think that, to me, the most important thing is put them away and gets uh, it's not really, uh, you know, the baseball way, but get your rotation in order. And if you have some rest, you can do that. So put them away tomorrow night. Sit back a little bit. Tomorrow's Wednesday. Uh, see what happens. Clippers, Mavs. Uh, you have a few days off. I don't see where that's going to hurt you. And you, you should be in enough of the rhythm this time of year, having played so many games, that you can handle three or four days off as opposed to 48 hours off, and you'll be just fine there. So that's why I think it's important. The, the point being, they're right where they want to be. They lost the ball game with their star player out, and they lost by three, right? It wasn't like 113, 110, something like that? 112, 109, I think, okay. but whatever. It was a three-point okay. game. Yeah. They shot the three poorly. Gobert fouled out and only played 25 minutes, and Mitchell didn't play at all. Circumstances dictated the loss, and it was a loss. All right, fine. And, so and nobody else in the West is getting out any easier than you. And it shouldn't be. Right. As I look at these series, you know, sweeping an NBA team from the Western perspective, I think it's virtually impossible. Over in the East... Milwaukee did it to Miami, I understand that. And I think Milwaukee's better than they were last year. Uh, and Miami, maybe they fluked their way into it with the bubble. I don't know, but I don't care about over what's going on over there anyway. Uh, as far as uh, those teams go, maybe the Nets, uh, they've got my attention. I want to see the Nets play a game in which they win a game and only three players score. I think it can happen. <laughs> what a box score. Yeah. It's a lot of zeros. <laughs> right. But each have 40. <laughs> <laughs> they three they guys win 121-15, three yeah. guys with 40. <laughs> yeah. Five or six other guys play and never just, shoot. Well, just box, no FGAs. Just box out. Well, they can shoot, just don't make them. Yeah. Uh, it should know, be set, like set Iowa screens, girls basketball back in, back in the day. You never cross half court. They can fire up a few, but, I mean, that's virtually where they're going. You look at the boxer, and Joe Harris can put in a few points, but – other than that, it's about all they got, uh, and but they seem to have enough. So you know, we'll see if they get there. Uh, I, I think they will. I'd be surprised if they didn't. I don't really believe in Philadelphia that much, uh, and then I don't believe in anybody else. Maybe Milwaukee, because I do think Milwaukee's better uh, than they were last year with the addition of Holiday versus Bledsoe running the show. I think he's a much better player. I think that's a significant upgrade, actually. Uh, so we'll see what happens there. But in the West, I expected to be some battles. I didn't expect any team sweeping because we've been saying this all season, even teams at the bottom, they've got talent and they can beat you. And that's what Memphis did in game one. And good for them. They got it going. And, that, and the way I look at it, that's even better for the Jazz. You know, because they talked about last year, if you want to talk about last year, how they sort of had a, made a little bit of a casual attitude up 3-1. Well, right off the bat, you're down 0-1. There's no need for any uh, casual attitude by any stretch. for any, and Because this team, and Rudy said it, that it's not about beating Memphis. It's about winning the title. So uh, you're looking for a much bigger a prize 
beating Memphis is a preliminary that you have to go through pool play or what have you to talk in your sport. <laughs> pool play. Yeah. Right? I mean, it's, there's going to be no celebrations. Uh, I wouldn't think so. Because they, they're the got, one, you yeah. beat the eight, you yeah. win, a couple hugs and high fives and move on. Yeah, but I, none of the drama to remember uh, uh, after they beat Oklahoma City, the uh, Quinn Snyder giving Donovan that big hug. It was a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that situation there, they were left for dead the prior summer when their star player left. So, sort of out of nowhere and all that stuff. Yeah, that was a big, big deal at the time. And that was a nice accomplishment to do that. So I can understand that. But this team is way, way past that. I think what you'll see, you won't necessarily see any individuals uh, internally emotion like for us. I think you'll see some emotion congratulating Memphis for playing tough. So I think you'll see the guys go towards Memphis and congratulate them, say, good series, you know, you played as hard and all that type of thing, which they have. And so I think that's what you'll see. You'll see respect from the Jazz to the Grizzlies because they're a young team. They're like the Jazz, as you just said, a few years back. So they'll appreciate the competitive effort that the Grizzlies gave. They're just outmanned. It's simple. It doesn't take a basketball genius to see that they're outmanned. They More obviously are. better players. As we said last week, yes. That's, and that's what the Jazz have. They have more better players. They do. It's really no knock on Memphis and Taylor Jenkins and all those guys. Just they need to get better, as the Jazz would say, with the organic and stuff, and then add guys to the draft or free agency or trade or however you do it. And, you know, we'll see you next year. See you in two years. Uh, no reason to think that they wouldn't be better than they are now in two years. But I think you'll see that from the Jazz. They'll congr- congratulate Memphis, and then they'll walk off to court business-like. The place will be uh, electric here if they do it tomorrow night. Uh, what are we talking about? What do we let in? Uh, they fourteen, fifteen thousand. Is that what they what they what they got going on here? Last number I heard was thirteen, but they seem to be cranking it up. So yeah, yeah that's going to be the range. So that'll be cool, and then the fans will be excited. You want to? I mean, you don't you don't take for granted winning playoff series. I at least I don't. And so then sit back, and we'll have a better idea uh, who you're going to play. It's Lakers and or uh, Clippers and Mavs tonight. They play tonight. Yeah, Clippers and Mavs uh, yeah. tonight. No, tomorrow night. Tomorrow night? Tomorrow night. Because so they're before. getting all the series lined up. Yeah. So that if you go to the same number okay. of games, okay. you have the same amount of rest. It's Lakers and Suns tonight. Wrong well, LA team tonight. Well, which team, which game is first? Because I was going to say the the Jazz would have a better idea who they play, but maybe they won't. Is the Lakers go out? Lakers, Clippers go afterward on the timing? Because uh, it'd be in West Coast, I right? Because the game should be back in Los Angeles, right? Half then, an hour later. Okay. So we'll have. See what happens. Because obviously, I think 2 2, when you're 2 2, that, that game five is super critical. That goes without saying. So, again, I'm expecting the Jazz to win. I think it's important to win, take care of business. Don't give Memphis any form of any life. Snuff them out, pat them on the back, sincerely, not condescendingly, and say, nice series. Uh, go get better, and we'll start preparing for round two. This is what it's about, man. That's the essence of the uh, issue here in the postseason and sit back and we know that that series has to go at least six and I think that's that's the yeah, workmanlike but... approach that we'll see Luka Doncic uh, having the uh, shooting pains and numbness or whatever it is in his arm that that sounds awful and he played but he didn't really look like himself and 
Paul George, and he didn't look like himself either. Heyo, <laughs> he looked like what we thought all along. He's a magnificent player, man. When he's got it going on, he, he can do it all. He's got all the natural gifts combined with the skill that he's developed. Wow, he's sensational. I thought watching that game Sunday, I thought he was the best player out on the floor. And that's saying something when you got a finals MVP and a first-team All-NBA guy on the floor at the same time in Doncic and Leonard. But yet I thought, in my estimation, that George was the best ball player out on that court. So I don't want to get ahead of ourselves, and maybe it's uh, any jazz people listening right now are telling us to shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, yes, probably that too, but there are plenty of fans telling us to shut up too. Uh, Darren, I felt pretty good about 3-1 last year, and look where that got it's me. It's dramatically different, though. Can't you just see how dramatically different it is? There's so many things that are different, and we can list them all in the next segment, but here's Tyson. I'm still worried. The Jazz are up 3-1 again. LOL. No. It, this ball club is dramatically different, and I know they got most of the same players, but not all, because obviously Bogdanovich, and we've got to give a little tip of the cap to Dirk Favors. You know, he's not playing big minutes, but they didn't have him last year. And he's having an impact in his limited about 15 minutes of ball game. Uh, and I don't, I, don't think, uh, I don't think Conley and Yang were at the level last year that they are this year. This, this season, to me, this team is so dramatically I, different. I think by the time they got to the playoffs, Conley was Conley. But Niang, you're spot on. I totally agree about Niang. Niang's a better player now than he was a year ago. I have way more confidence in him now. I think his ability to put the ball on the floor has changed the way people have to defend him, giving him one more weapon with that bench, bench unit. And last year, I don't think they believed they were going anywhere. Boom! There it is. They didn't really think they'd win the title. No. And they, they should have won and beat Denver great and all that stuff, but so what? I don't, I don't think you were going beyond that. When, when you're, here, when you're orchestrating a this. matchup because you need an easier matchup, you think someone out there is really difficult to play, you're just trying to get as deep. Stay, stay in it as long as you can. Get as far as you can. Try to get deep into the playoffs. See what happens. Right. As opposed to we want to be the one seed. We want to have the advantage against everybody. We plan on being here for a long time. Right. The mindset is so dramatically different. And I get it. You have to ask about last year. And I was making fun of what a dumb question. I understand that people are going to ask about it. I get all that uh, because of being up 3-1, sure. So it makes sense to ask it. I was having fun with it. But I do think that the differences, to me, are drastic. And maybe they needed it to get to that point. You can argue all that stuff and make... It's also it's also different. They they were in a bubble with no travel and no fans, and now you're going to have, assuming that you know it started to repeat itself, you'd have two of three at home. There'd be a lot of travel. You'd have fans to pick you up when the going gets tough. The adrenaline surge, blah blah blah. I don't think it's going to come to all of that. I think the Jazz are going to win Game Five. Agreed. And the fact is, they did have to play it last year and lose, and I just think that matters. You're scarred by it. We've seen it in the NBA. You fail before you succeed. And if they get up by 17, they're not going to take the foot off the gas the way they they did in the bubble a year ago. This is not going to happen. 
Yeah, I don't. I don't think that that's going to have any frame of reference. But if you do, so be it. I think they're because I think they're looking ahead, not behind. Brian says and never was worried, but let's finish it out in the next game. And Zach says game one was a fluke. We'll finish him on Wednesday. Rest up and wait for the next series. I like that. So there are plenty of people who've got faith. And Yvonne drops in, I told you so. I told you the Jazz are great on the road. They're undefeated so far this year in the playoffs. Nice. Good can't, stat. Keep can't track be better than that. that. <laughs> Keep track of that. All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. Stay with us. Some, uh, you know, sad news, but great memories, too, and we will get to that next.